Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good greetings and salutations, Good travelers. gravy, Miss Maybe. It's time for another wonderful episode of, I would say, Perth's top Jojo Bizarre Adventure podcast. I don't know. Have we ever investigated if there are others in this state? Not for a few years. Well, then I want to say that maybe we're number one. We're the only one? I would say we are probably the best one. That's not what I was going to say, but... Uh, Since the, you said it, I'm, uh, I'm not going to uh, turn down a compliment. Uh, I would say we are probably up there in terms of our account of people who have ostensibly spent the most time talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, I think we have definitely talked about it more than any of our friends, family mm-hmm. members or colleagues. Except maybe like two people that we know who may have talked about it a bit more. No. No? No? But what about... You know who? I genuinely don't. Well, then in that case, we're number one. <laughs> Hooray! I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Well, here? Today? Here, today. Now? In the little hut that we record in, in my house. <laughs> it has a small air conditioning unit. Which is off for audio fidelity. And an iron. Like, like for your clothes, and I... Today we're talking about the 22nd episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, which is the 174th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole. Mm -hmm. Covers chapters 685 through 689 of the manga. That's four whole chapters. Nick, are either of those prime numbers? Uh, no. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. I'm saying it now, I'm, I'm assuming it's not. This episode is entitled, of course... Time for Heaven, New Moon, New Priest. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's what it was called, wasn't it? Yep. Well, now, Nick, after much speculation about what the title meant, what do you think? D- did the title have anything to do with the episode? Time for Heaven, New Moon, New Priest. It was Time for Heaven. There was a reference to a new moon and new priest. Was there? Was there a reference to a new moon? Yeah. What? What? Am I going crazy? I don't remember this. It was brief. Was it? Oh, okay. All right. I have clearly missed that. Um, also, we didn't get a new priest. We got a... Maybe a, a priest is going to become... Yeah, plot twist thing? at the start of the episode. Father Pucci is like, Oh, I can't bring my plans to fruition because the the archdiocese... That's right, he's Catholic. Uh, <laughs> is shuffling me off to a new uh, parish. And now a new priest is coming in. Ah, uh, Father Bucci. He's nice. And Booch. Yep. Yeah. He's caked up. Hey, speaking of being caked up, Liam. Yeah. Did you know that we have patrons who, on the regular, give Make us it money? Clap. They uh, they got that drip, as we say in the business. They have the means and the they desire. Got the means of production. They have the means of production and the desire to use it for any means necessary. And this week, Nick, you're talking a lot and you're not saying anything. Well, what I want, what I mean by ow, what I mean by all of this, Liam, what I mean to say is that we have a new patron. Oh, great. What's and their name? Their name is Aronulus. Can I get that again? Aronulus. 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 And Remus. Uh, no, not quite. It's more like Aronulus. Yeah. Aronulus. Can I get a spelling? A R O N U L O U S. Aronulus. Aronulus. Yeah. It's pronounced Aronulus. I'm getting uh, ancient Rome. I'm getting mm-hmm. elf. Yeah. Any Greek? I'm no. No, no Greek? No Greek. <laughs> wow, okay. Never any Greek. Any other uh, European countries? Or or maybe it's it's tilting towards more mid-Americas? No. 
All right. Well, this guy said uh, that they enjoy the Flophouse references specifically. Oh, good. So, I don't know. I'll keep doing those. Because every time you mention it, I'm like, okay, there's a thing called the Flophouse, sure. Yeah. And you're like, Nick, you've got to get on the Flophouse. There are actually two things called the Flophouse that I watch slash listen to. Wait, how are there two? I thought there was just the one, like, podcast-ish thing. Well, there's the podcast-ish thing, which... You know, you might also call a podcast. Okay. And then there is um, Matt McMuscle's uh, game From... channel. Is that called Flophouse? It's called The Flophouse. Oh, mm. I see. So, which one do you think that they're referencing? You know, genu- genuinely, it could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if they ever specify it in the Patreon chat, I'll let you know. Okay, I mean, um, I'm not that invested. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a joke. Thank you, Aronulus, for your donations. Thanks, buddy. You keep enjoying these Flophouse Nick, references. shut up. Okay. I will do as I have been ordered to and do. And until next time. <laughs> That's it. Nick, I want to share with you some words of wisdom. <gasps> oh my god. From Hirohika Araki. Please. In the author's note from Stone Ocean Volume 11. This volume was released on April 4, 2002. 2002? God damn. Now, if you remember the last couple of author's notes, he's been talking about... Uh, it wasn't the golf course. What? Wasn't there one where he was talking about a golf course or something? Not that I remember. Was he talking about bugs in his apartment? Nick, make up the golf course one now. When I go outside... <laughs> when I when I want to go out for exercise, I don't like getting all sweaty. Instead, I like to... En- <laughs> I like to embrace nature mm-hmm. in the way that it was intended. With a golf club. That's why I go down to my golf club and typically don't even hit the ball. I'll just walk around. Sometimes I go on the sand. A golf club is both... <laughs> That's great. Good ending. I was going to say, a golf club is both the um, the place and the tool. Oh, wow. <laughs> God damn. Both of which have... No, sandpits. he's been talking about... Um, bugs? Eh, no. <laughs> do you want to do the bugs one too? I don't know. He's been talking about... Mm-hmm. Um, not st- putting too much strain on the one arm that he uses to draw manga. Oh, that's right. And that's why he's ambidextrous now yeah. or something. Yeah. He trained himself as a joke. Which is absurd, but okay. And he has to say this this time. Okay. How do you stop tiring yourself out when drawing? When you're drawing the small parts, don't go, into, don't go too much into the details. Yes, I keep repeating that to myself before letting the pencil run on the page again. But it's just like that. I cannot help it. I know that the damage that this kind of person suffers is huge. <laughs> that's a great that's a great phrase. <laughs> does, does he mean manga artist or does he mean himself? Manga artist. Okay, sure. Or perfectionists. I like to think that I would just use that to describe myself. Yeah. I know that the damage that this kind of person suffers is huge. <laughs> and my sigh is like the deep breath a sportsman takes before a long run on the field. Okay. But I suppose I'm the only one who takes this so seriously. <laughs> Manga. Manga. So this is like, it sounds like the exact opposite mentality of the berserk mangaka. Yeah, but he died, so who's laughing yeah. now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He literally was like, I'm sorry, editor. I just need to get this right. And the editor was like, we need to release a page, dude. Can we release a page, Kentaro? He's like, nah, I've got to get this mountain exactly right. It's like, okay, how long is that going to take? He's like, well, I need to get the pixels of the snow just right. Why? Why do you need to get it just right? Oh, I do. All right. Whereas Araki's like, I just draw like a spike. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. I know the damage that this kind of person suffers through. Yeah. And now you know the rest of the story. So he takes it very seriously. He's the only one who takes it that seriously. Man. 
Imagine not the burden, the mangaka's burden. (laughs) I'm the only one in this entire complex who's taking this seriously, guys. Well, Nick, time to get into that episode. Go on then, you fucking. We open as we have so many other times on the Mona Lisa, (laughs) (laughs) and it's not the Mona Lisa either. It's a Mona Lisa. But who's looking? What do you mean? Well, like the Mona Lisa is the painting, right? Yeah. This isn't the Mona Lisa, the painting. This is a Mona Lisa, a, a fabrication. A picture of the painting. A replica, if uh, you will. Simula and simulacra. Exactly. Um, the golem and the whatever the Hebrew word was from the however many episodes ago. Uh, Seems like a different thing, but okay. Bubblegum Crisis, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The mangaka and the pen. And the manga. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Roland Barth uh, postulated that... Uh, uh, symbolism was made up of the manga and the mangaka. <laughs> you have the diegetic and whatever the other word was. You have the manga and the mangaka. You have the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and the JoJo's, and the JoJo's World. Worlds. Yay! We've done it. We've of course, Leonardo da Vinci was one of history's greatest mangaka. <laughs> I remember his work... Uh, in Da Vinci's Notebook, the first few chapters are a little slow, but when you get to the end, you're like, oh shit. Man, every time I see the Mona Lisa these days, I just think about Yoshikage Kira getting a boner <laughs> at her hands. Oh my god. Man, you know that guy has like a serious hand fetish, um, I mean, because of all the actions in the story. Sure. But, but also because like, he sees the Mona Lisa, mm-hmm. and his eyes aren't drawn to... Her eyes. Her eyes that seem to follow you around the room, or her enigmatic smile that could contain such mysteries. But is it a smile? It's just her hands that no one has ever commented on before. What do you mean everyone's commented on the hands before, haven't they? I thought this was a whole controversy. I have only ever heard people talk about her smile and her eyes. Oh, okay. And also her identity, which remains a mystery. I could have sworn, maybe it was just my teacher at school, but they were like, you'll notice that the eyes... The teacher, Mr. Kira. (laughs) Mr. Mangaka. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Kira. Yeah. So, I remember them saying the eyes and the mouth are like... Molto bene. Molto fucking bene, right? De molto. De molto. But the hands were renowned for being... Hands. Hands are famously difficult to draw. So that's why they're just out of frame. (laughs) (laughs) But like, they were notorious for being like... In the full painting, she's got them like this or something? Yeah, cla- like, so like one once again, Nick has not de- described the movement he is doing, uh, as I razzed him for over coffee this morning. Uh, but like, she's, she's got one hand over the other, but the fingers are too short or something. Right? I've never heard this before. I've heard that it's like either they're too long or they're too short. My autocomplete for Mona Lisa hands suggested Mona Lisa handsome Squidward. Hmm. <laughs> Oh well, Nick, you might be interested to know that uh, MonaLisa.org says in a 2012 blog post... Uh Uh-oh. The hands are the perfect vision into the soul. Forget the mouth. Forget the eyes. It's the hands. To many connoisseurs, her hands are almost as important as her face. Shit. Antonina Valentin, referring to the Louvre, Mona Lisa writes of... The sensuous restfulness of her hands. (laughs) The sensuous restfulness? Mm Mm-hmm. As the this is this guy's a fucking Yoshikage Kira. Okay. As the right hand gently rests on her left wrist, a traditional symbol of modesty. This opinion could also be applied to the earlier Mona Lisa. I don't know what that means, and I refuse to find out. Okay. The prequel, the Mona prequel. Lisa Origins. 
Moan her Lisa. <laughs> the slender and uniquely executed fingers act as a kind of counterpoint to the innocence of her face. What the fuck is... What? There are no wrinkles, blemishes or ugly knuckles to detract from the smooth skin <laughs> and the finely trimmed nails. Here, the artist has brought into play all his masterful techniques of light and shadow. All experts have seen the painting, have remarked on the incredible quality and beauty of the hands. <laughs> so just everyone who's seen him has been like, oh, mm, look at that. The just, hands. Those, just those sleek, singular twigs of fingers. No knuckles to be seen. I stand by my assertion, though, that most people talk about the eyes and the mouth. I mean, yeah, like and Kiro is just like, oh yeah, those hands, so sensuous and knuckleless. I mean, why, like? And that's why your Chicago Kira would always blow up women's knuckles when he took their hands. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Just a little. Boop. I've got one more bit of uh, Mona Lisa uh, to share before we move on from the first shot of the episode. <laughs> is it a chest? Well, that that was gonna be what I was gonna have you guess, Nick. Oh! But this section is entitled The Bust and the Neck. The Bosom. In terms of the sheer area of this painting, the artist spares nothing. <laughs> Unadorned bare flesh bathed in light cannot but catch our attention. Lisa's own youthful vigour is accentuated by the shaft of light on her neck. What? Because he's a vampire. A vampire wrote this. <laughs> so, wait, when? Who's like? When was this written? Does 2012. Say... MonaLisa.org. 2000 fucking 12. What? This sounds like it was written by an 1876. Like I was about to say yeah, fetishist. There's, but... there's a lot of like florid language, which I makes sense for art analysis, I suppose. Mm. But I continue for some reason. <laughs> Please. Bathe me in the warmth of language. This is an almost identical treatment to Leonardo's earlier La Belle Ferronière. Oh. Don't, know why, I just, don't know why I did a French accent. <laughs> the main difference here being the contrast between the sedate posture of the Lady of the Court of Milan mm. and the taut expectancy of the Florentine. <laughs> the taut expectancy! <laughs> Another comparison, of course, is with the Louvre Mona Lisa, but the lighting is not as strong in the Paris version, and the contoured edge of the neckline in that betrays a somewhat older woman. Ooh. The neck of the young woman in the earlier version offers an elegant femininity. Blah, blah, blah. I want to be this guy. Can I just point out, I want to be whoever this is. Like, man, woman, or other. Like, just... Make me them. Please. Furthermore, the angle of the neck in highlight artistically balances the subtle line of the cleavage. The loose hair falling gently on her chest is beautifully rendered, yet there is no hint of immodesty anywhere. So, okay, after hearing all of this, is the Mona Lisa really famous? Is the Mona Lisa real? Like, is, is it famous just because a whole bunch of weird fetishes? Well, famously, the painting became a lot more famous after, I think, in the 1910s, uh, it was stolen and oh, then recovered. that's right. It gained a lot of notoriety because yeah. it was like, oh, it's gone. They were like, oh, art theft. Intriguing. But sexy. Not unlike this sexy woman on this painting. Yeah, but that's the with thing. With her like, delicate hands yeah. in such a modest posture. Surely it was just a bunch of weird fetish dudes being like, oh, you know what? She is modest. I mean, that's what, that, that's what paintings of beautiful women was, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Wasn't there some guy who did like a TED talk who was like, do I draw digital art and I could draw whatever I want? So I draw hot women. <laughs> that's where the money is. Hot women who are also like part fox. Oh no. 
I thought the art, the section on the lips would have some fucked up content, but there's not much there. It's just like, her mouth is real. <laughs> it's like, her mouth, that sure is a mouth. Okay, so we can tell where this guy's preferences lie yep. then. The hands and the neck. Mm. So, yes, they're looking at the Mona Lisa. Uh, Father Pucci and Dio are laying shirtless in Dio's bed. And I remark to you, huh, huh. Huh? Huh. What? Well, use, use your words. They start talking about, like, would you ever leave me, Pucci? Would you betray me? And it's got this weird balance between, like, lovers lying on a bed, just talking about the good times of their life, and two steel-hardened war veterans... War veterans? ...saying, we both have, like, some kind of massive amount of cash or, like, old Nazi art, and they're just like, so which one of us is going to die first? You wouldn't betray me. Oh, like me. a tontine. Yeah, or like a, like the hellfish or whatever it is from Yeah, a tontine. Is that what it is? The bargain that yeah. they make? Is it called a tontine? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. They're illegal for some reason. No, oh, okay. Otherwise, I would be in so many of them. <laughs> Literally, you go to the gallery like, hey, guys, you want a tontine? You want a... Tontine with the state art collection? Hey, hey, hey. And then in 30 years, like, okay, they're all worthless now. New tontine? New tontine on a different art collection? Eh? Eh? And that's it. So yeah, so Dio has moved on, or perhaps not yet progressed, to reading the Quran shirtless in bed, and is reading fine art books. And he's just... Maybe reading... he thought that would have been gauche, given he's laying with a, a ostensibly Christian priest. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you say that. More than 40,000 people flock to view the Mona Lisa and the Venus de Milo every day. Wow, so many guests. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> well, you see, it's all about... Beauty. Okay, yeah, I want to get the exact phrasing here because it's such a, like, circuitous bit of logic. Incredible. Do you mean the number of guests? And he says, Some of the world's greatest paintings and sculptors. It's as if they create stands that exist beyond time and place. Wouldn't you agree? Are you saying that Leonardo da Vinci and... Who's the other one? Alexandros of Antioch. Are you saying that they're stand users? Yes, but I'm also talking about you. Like, what is this conversation? <laughs> this is like if I came round to your house and was like, Hey Liam, isn't it weird how, like, Toyota and Hyundai can make such valuable cars? Yeah, are you saying that they're executives or stand users? Yes, but I'm also talking about you. <laughs> they move to the actual thrust of the conversation, yep. which is Dio looking longingly into Father Pucci's eyes and being like, and will you betray me someday? Use your white snake to take a disc from my brain while I sleep and then leave me to shrivel up in the sun? Father Pucci's all like, I don't know. I would never do that. I worship you. I love you like a man worships a god. They look deep into each other's eyes and he says, you are the king among kings. I want to follow you and see what kind of end you will reach. I want to... Take the knuckles off of your hands. <laughs> Disgusting, <laughs> bony knuckles in those sensuous, slender hands. Dio looks down at his fingers and goes, At last, a man of taste. And that's why Dio took out his knuckle bones and gave them to Pucci. <laughs> that's what the bone is. Yeah. It's all the knuckle bones <laughs> smushed into one. So that he could have the perfect hand. Ah, those sweet, slender, non-articulate hands. All JoJo's villains have time powers and they're all hand fetishists. <laughs> I just love the like uh, the idea of Dio walking around with fingers that can only do this. Nick is like moving his hand, his hands on a hinge as if he only has the one set of knuckles. But it's like you you couldn't 
Because, like, these knuckles that are in the middle of your fingers, like, at, at the at the midpoint... Sure, joining, like, your tarsals and metatarsals, yeah. or whatever they're called. If they're gone, you literally <laughs> just have this. So Dio would just be like, I'm going to attack you now. You can't even oh, make, he can't a, make fist. a fist. Right. He literally, he's like, well, it's a good I... thing he's got a psychic scuba ghost to do his punching for him. That's true. That is true. Yep. The world, Desu. Um, he grabs Poochie's hand and like inserts Poochie's fingers into his own forehead and like half pulls out the disc, being like, "You're gonna do it. You're gonna fucking betray me." And Father Poochie remains silent. And he says, "No." And Dio turns away. Yeah, he doesn't respond. He says, "Sorry, that wasn't meant to insult you." Anyway, it's... check out this bone I just put in your hand. You know those, um, those, like, thrillers where the protagonist is just having a bad love life and then, like, you can see there's, like, a woman in bed and he's, like, at the window, he's, like, I'm sorry, that wasn't meant to insult you. Pulls out gun from, like, nearby shelf. He's, like, I have to go now. That's what this scene is. Is it? You what know? do you mean? It's, like, when, like, I don't know. Do you think that's the last time they saw each other? No, surely not. Surely there was more. There had to be more. There had to be a moment where they're explaining They had the to kiss. Fuck. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or at the very least, do some kind of weird religious, like... Um, Baptism situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where Dio's all like, now you are my Uruk High. Yeah, and he puts like a big hand mark on him and they're like, oh my god, a hand mark is so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just covered in blood and he's like, yes. So, back in the present of 2006 or whatever it is, 2011. Yep. Um, the current day. Yep. Foo Fighters just finished burning up from last time. Nah. We all thought they were dead, but then turns out this episode they weren't, but then turns out they are. Yeah, it's a weird... Yeah. And I even faked out the listeners with the episode description of last episode. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's like, Whitesnake, read the contents of the disc and figure out what's going on. But then they hear radio buzz noise as Weather Report is on the other end of a guard's two-way radio. She's like, hey, what's going on? What's up? Fighters, are you there? Foo Fighters, it's me, Weather Report. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Are you alive? Are you there? Are you... Foo? 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 Foo fight hers. That's just the joke. It's just the joke. It's getting there. That was something. And then, yeah, drops of rain come in from the above. And he's like, oh no, it's Weather Report, the one who can do rain. And of course, the rain revitalizes the dying plankton. Ah. Foo Fighters reforms its upper body. Of course, the plankton were already dead, but now they're alive again. Yay! Huzzah! <laughs> Foo Fighters crawls away in the. In the. With, incredible... just, with just their, lo- their upper body crawling itself along. And. Uh, White Snake stands there impotently screaming, being like, Ah, oh, the rain, I can't pursue. It's it's really it's like this very odd sequence because A, there's water everywhere that the plankton could form legs with. Mm-hmm. Um B, the rain is just rain. <laughs> there's like, also mist. There's also mist. So White Snake is just reaching out, being like, I'll get you, but not walking now, through the rain. You know, arguably. You know, stands to have a maximum distance, so mm. maybe... Maybe he can't get past because Poochie's behind some yeah. bars and stuff. Yeah, but they never really address that. Yeah, no, they don't say it's like, oh, they're out. He's just standing range. there and he says, You won't escape me, damn this rain! It's like he can't see anything. And but, it's foggy. But he knows where they're going, kind of. And then there's a sound of uh, rocks hitting, and Poochie's like, is it Morse code? And the Morse, they figure out the Morse code, or uh, I think we cut to Foo Fighters' internal monologue, and they're like, 
make the fog thicker. And uh, well, it's next user is Father Pucci. And it's like, oh no, weather report knows who I am. And then this never really comes up again for the rest of the episode because yeah. it's used to set up a clever misdirect. <gasps> they would never, not in JoJo's. Pucci takes some time to count some prime numbers. 503. That's a number. 509. That's number, Wang. Uh, uh, some other numbers. Nothing can divide prime numbers. The most Nick villain. To be fair, nothing can divide a prime number except for itself and one. And if you want to get into decimals. Well. But that's a, considered a faux pas in the math world. Yeah, that's not really, that's not, let's, well. I'm, Why would we sully ourselves by not dealing with whole numbers? Liam, you joke, but motherfucker, I will die on this hill. There is nothing more elegant than numbers. Than a number. Than a number and the, without. And the best number is one. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, that's that's a bit of a okay. fucking call. Nick, top ten numbers. Uh, twelve is a good number because it has a lot of factors. One. Uh, one's an okay number. It's two. A, two is pretty I'm interesting. I'm not giving you suggestions. I'm counting your inputs. Oh, right. <laughs> well, two's a pretty interesting number, actually. Three. Uh, what's a good number? I like the number uh, Aleph Null. It's one of my favourite numbers. Um, Do I want to know? It's... So, imag okay, imagine you have an infinite number of things. Right? Yep. In the real numbers, like where you have like zero point blah 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 to however many decimal places, the range between zero and one is infinitely large. Ah, this is just like when they were shrinking last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. It's okay, like that that's is four. Uh, so, what's another good number? Um, calculus is a good number. I like, I like that. It's a good number. Five. Uh, number theory, pretty good number. Six. <laughs> um, I want to say 5.30pm because that tends to be when I get off work and I'm like, let's fucking You're go. You're working late, my friend. I know. I know. Seven. Well, to be fair, I do also just take an hour for lunch. Uh, I like the number oh, 24.00 because it's midnight and that's when creativity gets real good. Eight. I like the number that you feel deep down when someone hugs you. Nine. Uh, One more number. Uh, I want to say the number of episodes that we've made of JoJo's World. What is that? Are you counting uh, off-season episodes too? Yes. Then I don't know. Uh, well, how many non-off-season episodes? This will be 174. 174. We number them based on the number of the JoJo episodes. 174 is a pretty good number, but what about 175? That feels like a better number. 24 is the highest number. <laughs> what do you mean 24? Well, what comes after 24? Hey, don't be ridiculous. Pucci is counting prime numbers and yep. he goes on this like internal monologue that's basically like, I didn't just lose. Look, men are weak because they feel shame about their yeah, failures. Yeah. So I'll quote him here. Okay. Shame leads men to defeat. Men die to compensate for their shame. And he's interspersing this with prime numbers. Mm. Thoughts of shameful regret, such as, why did I do that earlier? Weaken men and lead them to their defeat. I didn't make an error by failing to see the guard's receiver. No, this is a trial. There are still ways to betray- I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't fuck up. It's just- just a part of the test. This is actually kind of an amazing way to live your life though, if you're like, no, this isn't a failure. This is another challenge to overcome. Classic, like, religiously Stoicism. motivated villain. Just like, everything yeah. is part of God's plan. It's all just trials to be overcome. Yeah, and then it's like, but you're not gonna genocide them all. No, it's not a mistake to kill the children. A trial. Yeah, the children and will overcome the trial. Exactly, and exactly. Either they are worthy or they're not worthy in God's eyes, and I'll be the one to make that judgment. Meanwhile, in the swamp, Foo Fighters has 
somehow pulled their upper body all the way over to near where Jolene and Gang are. Which is somehow... Oh, I guess it's now nighttime. Yeah. Yeah, so it must have been a while. Uh, it was nighttime when they were doing all the shrinky baby stuff. Oh, okay. All right. But night is a long time. Mm. And then where the reports there? Oh. Like, where are Jolene and the others? Oh, there they are. <laughs> no, meanwhile, Jolene and uh, Anasui are having a moment. They're <gasps> talking about the baby, which is eating Anasui's hair. And Anasui's like, what the fuck is this thing? Let me kill the baby, Jolene. It's a trial. <laughs> it's a trial? <laughs> yeah. God, if in, you use that in real life, where you're just like, no, 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 I just... I killed my neighbour. Not because I didn't make a mistake. It's a trial. Yeah. Oh, I'm on trial? You're on trial. <laughs> You're on I'm putting trial. the system on trial, I say, from the dock in the courtroom. Uh, Mr. Smith, if you could please just answer the uh, prosecutor's question. Um, where did you find the hammer? I believe the Australian Constitution <laughs> says... M Mr. Smith, if you could please just... That flag is not appropriately fringed for this kind of courtroom. Mr. Smith... Oh, go, the law is invalid. <laughs> Mr. Smith... And I'm the king. Mr. Smith, I... This is a courtroom where we just... Uh, I, caught, I caught this whole damn room in my logic. Mr. Smith, I will hold you in perjury of the court if you don't answer... Know what that means. If you... <laughs> if you... <laughs> Mr. Oh no, Smith. he got me! And the, the judge crumbles into dust. It's just like, as soon as you say, not what that means, the judge goes, Oh, Mr. Smith. Reveals face. Just takes off a mask yeah, and yeah. is like, It's some dude that you knew from like primary school, like, Mr. Smith. Well, well, well. If it isn't my old school friend that I knew I would take down in a subtle and yet profound way. Genuinely think I've forgotten pretty much everyone I went to primary school with. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So I'd be like, who? And now you know the rest of the story. Yeah. They're looking at this baby plant. It's eating dirt, so it's a plant as well as a baby. It wants nutrition. But it sleeps a lot, too. And it goes to sleep in a little nest. That it made? Hard to say. And then Foo Fighters is there. Ah. Oh. Hooray, they're not dead. Hey. She shows up, uh, just in time to fix Jolene's injured eye before pretty much immediately dying for realsies this time. <laughs> Tells them that, uh, White Snake was Father Poochie. And then weather reports here. But it's not weather report. As the weather report texture, like, melts off White Snake. As weather report stabs into some of them. Yeah, like, uh, classic kakyoining on, um... Anasui. Anasui, and, like, karate chops a huge dent into Foo Fighters' head to lethal results. And then suddenly, <gasps> it's white snake so underneath. So, I guess... I guess he did that thing where he puts more stand discs in himself to give himself a disguise power or something? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe it's just another stand power that he has. That's against the rules. <laughs> JJBA White Snake. Let's fact check this old style. Ooh. It's funny that you say old style when the most modern way to solve a problem is just to Google the answer. <gasps> Unless it's ChatGPT. Maybe ChatGPT knows. Why would that know anything? It's a word association machine. Yeah, but it knows so much. The JoJo Wiki says, Later, White Snake is shown creating sophisticated illusions to disguise itself as other people, mm. having at one point impersonated Weather Report. Yeah. Oh, so it's just a thing that yep. it has now? Okay. All right. That's fine. It also apparently Eats. can produce an acid that slowly suggest, uh, digests objects like stomach acid. This is, of course, remember when they were in the interview room fighting, um... Oh. What's his fucking face? The blind yeah. guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the guy with the rifle. I guess that was technically a White Snake power. 
Was it? Oh, okay. Because the rifle guy actually had the rifle, right? Yes, maybe. Oh, and the thing that was all like ding Yeah, the bullet reflecting little UFO. Yeah. Huh. I choose to believe he's uh, chucking discs in himself for more versatility, because otherwise there's just no thematic link to all these powers. Yeah. Unless the real link was the enemies we made along the way. Expound on that. Well, we live in a society. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> so anyway, we have a moment where Weather Report and Jolene are like... Oh, oh. yeah, so yeah, we skipped it, we skipped this. Weather Report yeah. and Jolene have a hug, and then uh, Anna Sui immediately turns to Foo Fighters like, Foo Fighters, what are they doing? Make them stop. I can't do that. They're just embracing. It's just a They're just saying thing. hello to each other. And Anna Sui's like, you follow my orders. We Talk, had a you deal. talking back to me, Plankton? We had a bargain. I don't think this was their bargain. Remember when they were setting up their bargain, Foo Fighters explicitly said, I'm the one in charge on this operation. Uh, I can't remember. And neither can Araki. <laughs> and that's the way we like it. <laughs> Let's kill the baby. Okay. They, they argue back and forth about the ethics of killing the baby. It's not a living thing. Is the plankton a living thing? Shut up, Foo Fighters. We're killing the baby. Yeah, and then uh, White Snake kills them all. Because White Snake was Weather Report slash Weather Report was White Snake. And we're back up to parody. Where's the real Weather Report? Unclear. Hmm. Still on the radio, it would seem. Yep. He's just sitting in the infirmary being like, guys, guys, anyone, anyone hearing me? I stole the guard's radio. Did you guys too? I hope so. I don't know why they brought that radio, but, you know. What do you mean? Well, like, the radio came with them, right? Because it's now on that little little island there. Yeah. Yeah. But Foo Fighters didn't pick it up. She must have. Well, touche. All right. <laughs> Never mind. Well, I guess Father Pucci would have brought it to listen in on what real weather... Real... What, it's really hard to say that. Real weather report. On what Wheel Weather Report was doing. Hi, my name is Wheel Reather. I mean, there have been worse JoJo's names. <laughs> Weath her down? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Weath... Hmm. Rep. There's weather her down and rep her ought, but... What? Like, report would be rep oh, I see. ought. Yep. Yeah. So Pucci is like, thanks for leading me to your allies, Foo Fighters. I don't know why <laughs> he couldn't just find them. Well, I mean, it's, it's more drama. You know? Yeah. It's always more drama. It picks up uh, the Foo Fighters disc and is like, ha ha ha, I'm gonna mess with this baby. <laughs> When you say it that way, it just sounds like an old dad being like, hey, I'm going to mess with this baby. And just picking it up and shaking it. And he's like, like, yeah. We finally meet. You who will help me get to heaven. And then real Poochie is showing up. Though incomplete and inchoate. Inchoate? In, uh, I-N-C-H-O-A-T-E. In, incorate? No R in there. In, wait, let me see the word. Uh, incote. Anyway, he shows up and he's like, though incomplete and another thing. <laughs> the only thing left for me to do is to trace the memory sealed by Jodoro Kujo. The new moon rises tonight. <gasps> new priest. Oh my god, new moon, new priest. So he's like, haha, finally I will do rituals and awaken the power you left behind. Ha 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 ha. Yep, it's some time bullshit. Nick, I have the Jojo Wiki page for Dio's diary up here, which has additional details. What? Wait, why are you revealing this now? Well, I'll only reveal as far as we see in this episode. Oh, okay. I don't remember this actually being explored in the manga or the anime, but I think perhaps it might have been in one of the companion novels, like Jorge Joster. Jorge. Oh no, my mistake. In Jorge Joster, Dio's diary is replaced by a chunk of the Giotto spacecraft. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Anyway, I don't remember. Um... But what secrets lie within? 
What lies beyond my stand is the way forward for humanity. What I need is a trustworthy friend. He must be someone who can control his desires. Someone without a lust for power, honour, wealth or sexual gratification. He must be someone who puts the laws of God before the laws of human. Will I, Dio, meet someone like this one day? What I need are the souls of at least 36 sinners. The souls of sinners contain incredible power. Mm -hmm. What I need are 14 phrases. Oh no. 14 14 words. What? Of course, Dio said the 14 words, uh, and we all cancelled him. (laughs) Spiral Staircase. Rhinoceros Beetle. Desolation Row. Fig Tart. Rhinoceros Beetle. Via Dolorosa. Rhinoceros Beetle. Singularity Point. Giotto. Angel. Hydrangea. Rhinoceros Beetle. Singularity Point. Secret Emperor. All of them are at the peak of their feet. (laughs) I'll engrave these words onto my stand so that I won't forget myself. What I need is courage. I must have the courage to part with my stand. As it disintegrates, my stand will absorb the souls of the 36 sinners. As a result, something new will be born. And the rest is to be revealed. Hmm. Hmm. So that explains why he's saying these words like rhinoceros beetle with basically no explanation. Yes. Right, okay. Is rhinoceros beetle actually engraved into the stand that Dio has? Well, we never saw it. Yeah. Ah, yes, I think I think I found the picture of him recounting that. So that what must have been in the manga. I don't remember it in the anime. I mean, I definitely don't remember it in the anime. <laughs> I don't remember a damn thing about that in the anime. But that means that Poochie's basically won at this point. He's approaching the baby. He's all like, I've already memorised the Well, I haven't. I didn't share this bit, but there is another step to the ritual. Um, oh. But we'll get to that in due course. The last step, you need to dive her down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, he's like, before I do all this diary ritual stuff, I'm going to kill Jolene. And Jolene's like, oh yeah? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you Jolene casts compelled duel on Father (laughs) Pucci by handcuffing their wrists together with, uh, handcuffs made from stone free thread in what I think is genuinely one of the coolest parts of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean. Mm. He's like, she's like, um, you know... You're not trapped in this swamp with... I'm not trapped in this swamp with you. You're trapped in this swamp with me. Mm. Um, And so they're just kind of there being like, okay, if I just need to, like, get a few millimetres closer... Yeah, it's cool. They're having, like, a fist fight when they're handcuffed together. It's really cool. It's a real Metal Gear Solid moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the thing is, because they can't escape each other, there's a lot of, like... Them expounding, and then few kung fu moves, and then them expounding, yeah. and then... Yeah. I, I mean, that's how fight dialogue works, right? I say kung fu moves, them flailing in anime yeah, fashion. The, for the most part, the fight animation was not spectacular in this no. episode. A lot of still frames of punch flurries going. Yeah. What is the meaning of these handcuffs, he says. <laughs> and Jolene's like, I've been putting handcuffs a lot since you put me in prison. They're used to control... not... To control people, but to make them submit. <gasps> Isn't that kind of well the same? Or or am I missing something? No, it's something? about it's about power, you know. Mm. Sorry, not to keep someone running away, but to there make them it is. There it is. It's about control. It's about people. power and control. It's about uh, <laughs> it's about Dio's bone. It is about Dio's bone. We it's can about, agree. It's about rhinoceros beetle. It's about what's in here. Pucci got a glancing blow on Jolene, so she's got a bit of a disc coming out of her forehead. And he's like, what if I just get close and, and get that disc and take your stand away? And she's like, yeah, well, what if I put a fucking hole in your brain? <laughs> yeah, she's literally like, what if you get close, big boy? Huh? What then, mm. punk? And he starts monologuing about swallows, as he is wont to do. 
He, he says like, yeah, swallows will just die a lot because their mothers never teach them to He's, he's baiting her into being angry about Jotaro. Yes. Some swallows die from falling directly into cliff walls. It's because their parents never taught them the safe diving range. It's mm. leading the swallows to soar at a dangerous angle. It's not that the bird's parents aren't teaching their offspring. The parents can't teach them because their own parents never taught them. The family of birds tend to have a short lifespan. And they don't even realise where they're prone to dying from accidents. Jotaro had a short lifespan. It's, it's Joestar oh. curse bullshit. Yeah, it's the classic... Yeah, there was a vampire that killed your great, great... Hang on. Jotaro? George? No, not George. George Jr.? And then Joseph. And then, uh, George. No, not George. Another George. And then... I mean, you've already made a mistake. So, fuck. Okay. But it would be great, great, great-grandfather. Okay. Of, of Jonathan Joestar. Uh, and also his dad. And his dad was killed by a vampire. And now so will you! Hooray! We got there! Pucci uses uh, the disc in Jolene's head to block her view so he thinks he can get a killing blow, but she uses her force of will and the handcuffs to know where he's coming from and kicks the shit out of him. And he's like, how did she know? Oh, her strong will deflected my attack. Oh my god, she's so powerful. Oh my god. She's self-actualized. She's not just a helpless little girl. Interesting, so I was thinking about this while we are watching this scene. Mm -hmm. Like, so obviously... Jolene has like a lot of like issues with her father. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an interesting choice to make her antagonist in that situation uh, a priest or father as well. Ah, mm. it's like mm, patriarchal issues being explored. Yeah, but it but it's not really a father father. It's more of a like a a dude who is just trying to kill her that happens to be a father, right? Like, what's the through line between papa and father? Yeah, but you realize like. They're the same word. I get that. Yeah, and like, Pucci isn't a real person who just happened to choose to be a <laughs> priest. Like, these what are, are deliberate storytelling decisions. No, no. But the Pucci is real. <laughs> and he's my friend. <laughs> he's going to show me how to dive her down. <sighs> so, um, because he's about to get his shit kicked in, he does a desperate Hail Mary and whips out the Jotaro disc and flings it into Anasui's dying body. And you might be thinking, why is he doing that? Well, what happens when someone's soul is put into a dying body? Their soul turns into a golden ghost and monologues for a while and then dies. <gasps> oh my god, but that's going to happen to Anasui. Oh my god. Oh my god. And he's like, which telltale choice will you make, Jolene? Will you defeat me or save your father's soul? And as none of us thought would happen, she just kind of... She dispels the handcuffs. Yeah, she goes for Jotaro. And then Poochie's like, ha ha, that's it. Time to mess with this baby. The cradle robbing is complete. The child is mine. I am a big papa now. Yep. Spiral staircase, rhinoceros beetle, etc, etc. Yep. Start saying this. He's walking towards words. it and we're all like, what? What's going on? Did I have a stroke? Literally, as I was watching this, me and your lovely girlfriend were just like, what the fuck? Why is he saying rhinoceros beetle? The baby hears the words and its eyes open. Uh, and then the bone explodes out of Poochie's palm. He and pulls like, it out. And he's like, will you come towards me? Will you accept the bone, baby? It puts its mouth towards the bone and opens it. And we see fanged teeth. And then like a huge bunch of flesh explodes off Poochie's arm. It just straight up gobbles down his arm. And Poochie's like... I've done it. Now I can depart into your world with you. And he says, hallelujah, Dio. And we're all like, oh, it means God. I get it. Yeah. 
And uh, then he's pulled into the grass and we don't see what happens. Huh. That's weird. Yep. Anasu is dying. Jolene uh, stitches up his wound, but it's too late. He's dying. But Anasui has a brief... <laughs> has a brief, brief? 30 minute dying <laughs> internal monologue. Basically he's like, oh, Jolene. Jolene, I, I wanted I sure you, do like Jolene. But I'm dying now. He uses dive, the last of his strength, the diver down, to like cut his hand and direct his blood. Mm. And he's like, come on, you dumb plankton. It's flowing towards Foo Fighters. So he's, okay, I've got his monologue here because it takes such a turn. So he's like, diver down. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? FF. Jolene's in mourning. This is your fault, FF. <laughs> like, fuck me. <laughs> just, even in death, such a shitbag. He's just like, I didn't do anything wrong. It was you. It was you that caused weather report to love Jolene. Actually, I'm freezing. Looks like my heart's already stopped beating. Thanks, Even FF. now I die. What's FF gonna do to me next? It's just like... And the... we see what remains of Foo Fighters. Just like a... Like... Miss like a discarded way. face mask on the ground. Yeah. But, uh, Steaming dissolving. Away. And like literally every second thing is just like, come on, Foo Fighters, don't be a cuck. And the blood, which is the only thing in colour, like every, every, everything's washed out and dark and blue. The bl- the bright red of the blood stands in stark mm. contrast to everything else. It's a nice cinema... T- cinema... Cinema... Cinematographic. <laughs> Thank you. Touch. Yep. And then he's like, come on, Foo Fighters. And he reaches out his hand. Not unlike the beautiful hands of the Mona Lisa. (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, he's got too many knuckles for that. (laughs) But he could remove them with Diver Down. Holy shit, he could! Why doesn't he? Um, so, yeah. You have to be the one to do it, FF. I'll leave my intellect for your use. It's like the only selfless thing he's ever done, and, like, it still works out in his favour. It's still pretty selfish. You can use all the life I have left in me. You can have my body. You can mutate it however it wants. Just say, uh, come inside my body and remove the disc for Jolene. Come on, do it. We made a deal. You're supposed to follow my orders. You have to keep my word. And then, like, he goes on for a while. Uh, and it's revealed that Foo Fighters gets the blood, mm-hmm. seals up the... And, yeah, rather than taking control of Anasui's body and living that like we all wanted them to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She sacrifices her own life <gasps> to save Anasui. Oh, my God. Uh, so... Despite faking out her death last episode, she does in fact die this episode. Okay. Her big golden ghost rises into the sky and it's how we know it's real. This time will be different. Yes. She rises up and she's like, it's going to be all right. It's not how it looks. Yeah, I am dying, but this is what I want. I got the disc back. Uh, I got my intellect. Yep, my soul. Got check friends. Jolene, check out my soul. And Jolene is like, what? No, you can't die. I was always most afraid of dying without losing the ability to say goodbye. But here we are. You're talking to a ghost, Jolene. And she's like, Foo Fighters. No, yeah. Foo Fighters. I'll get the disc back from Father Poochie and we'll rebuild you. And she's like, nah, that won't be me. I'm me. It's like... <laughs> like... So, I'm not a Star Trek guy. Yeah. From what I understand in the Star Trek, uh-huh. you die every time you teleport. Yeah, you're like disintegrated and recreated elsewhere. Yeah, so there's nothing to say that your soul persists between those two. Well, that would assume that there's a soul to begin with. Yeah, but we're looking at a soul right now, so... Yeah, so this soul, maybe. But who knows, maybe they just send that soul over. Or like in... A um, soul's capable of faster than Eclipse phase. Or uh, altered carbon. Mm. Where when you die, if, you, if you've backed up your consciousness, they can re-sleeve your mind into yeah. another... Body, but is it really but the same? The person thing? that you were, the experiences that you had since you last backed up, are all lost, and also your consciousness is lost. There's just a copy of your mind out there somewhere. Yeah. Foo Fighters is saying like, 
I mean, you know, it'd be a different person. Yeah. The brain scan persists, but the new version of me, gone. Gone. You still experience dying and are dead. It's just that everyone else is lucky enough to have a, like, a spare tyre on you. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's literally exactly that. Don't really see the point, personally. (laughs) Oh, dear. Of having a soul, or...? No, of getting re-sleeved if I die. Like, I'm still dead. Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like, functionally speaking, everyone around you was like, Oh, great, this keeps going. But you're dead, so... Yeah, I'm dead. Yeah. What do I care? Well, you keep going. But I, I mean, don't. You're... No, you're dead, but you... And how can I trust this other me? Because it's you. Hmm. Yeah. But did it experience my... Yeah. Bye, Jolene. I'm leaving now. Whoop. Away I go. Foo Fighters died on the way back to their home planet. Uh, and Jolene's That's like... That's actually a richly layered joke, both because Foo Fighters' soul mm. is ascending to heaven right now, yeah. and also because the name Foo Fighters is derived from UFOs seen in uh, World War II era mm. pilots. Mm. So tell me this then. Which one of those two things did the soul come Which from? Which one of those two things makes it funny, Liam? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of those two things is the joke? Is it me? Yep. Oh, I really okay. like this death transition. So, like, mm-hmm. Foo Fight- uh, Jolene is screaming at Foo Fighter's soul as she's serenely saying goodbye. And, like, the camera pans, like, some, uh, gr- some blowing grass, like, passes in front of the camera. And, like, before it passes, you know, it's the golden sky and the glowing soul in the air. And then after it passes, it's just blue sky and she's gone. And, uh, Jolene's like, Foo Fighters, no. <laughs> no. Not like this. And the- Weather report radio is on the ground going, Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters, are you there? It's me, weather report. The real one this time. I haven't uh, been in contact for a while. Where are you? Thought I'd check in again. And Jolene's like, Foo Fighters. And that's the end. Okay, so second Foo Fighters death. Yep. 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 (laughs) How many more will there be? That's my question right now. Nick, what were our highlights and lowlights of this episode? Uh, Well, I know what my lowlight is. Okay. To keep it easy. Foo Fighters wasn't dead. No, it's just came, just just fine. It's just main characters don't die till we see their souls. Uh, so, yep, yet again an annoying fake out, but <laughs> you know, whatever. But it was very like, oh, so Foo Fighters is dead. They had an emotional sequence. They got, oh, by the way, they're still alive. And you're like, oh, oh, Nick, I forgot, I forgot. I had another bit of trivia. Oh, uh, manga and anime differences for this episode. Mm-hmm. Cut a scene of Dio talking to Pucci about seeing a Michael Jackson concert on TV. Oh my god, what? Poochie, I'm watching this Michael Jackson concert. Do you think he's some sort of stand user? Oh, you can't be watching that filth again, can you? He keeps gyrating about and he keeps using Assaulting his Assaulting children. Moonwalking. I mean, what is that, you know? Oh, oh. I mean, oh. Oh, Dio, turn it off. Turn it Just think about yourself instead. You can dance like that, can't you, Dio? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm posing like that right now. Yeah, I mean, you don't accentuate your knuckles like he does. Um, my low light mm-hmm. is probably... You better be good. Tough call, tough call. Mm. It's probably Anasui being like, we gotta kill this baby. <laughs> Listen, it's not a natural creature. Uh, highlight. And then mine. Oh, what's yours? Handcuff battle, baby. Mm, true. Good, set, good little set piece. It is. And it very much uh, sort of lines up with Jolene being like, well, I'm gonna put myself in yeah, danger. Yeah, let's get amongst it. Yeah. It's a weird one because it's such a weird fucking episode. Um, Rhinoceros beetle? I guess Staircase. actually. You know what? The highlight for me is actually going to be Poochie wins. Like he actually gets what he wants. Yeah, this is like, for all we know at this stage, this is uh, cars putting on the Redstone of Aja mask and getting hit by a bolt of 
sunlight. Exactly. It's like literally this was his plan since the start. Yeah. And now he's like, great, done. Bingo bango. So now I'm like, this oh been eaten by this baby. Yeah, it's like he's progressing his well, this is great. Okay, then I mean, also for all we know at this stage, this baby just tore him up and <laughs> And nothing will happen. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? But I mean, it's cool that this is happening. But I think that that segues into the question I have for you, Nick. What? Which is that, well, um, Foo Fighters has been killed. Uh-huh. Uh, Anasui barely alive. Correct. Jolene stuck in the swamp with Father Pucci, who is undergoing some sort of ritual cannibalization by the green baby. Well, I don't want to call it cannibalization if the baby isn't a human, but, you know, some being eaten by. Mm-hmm. What will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, in the episode entitled Jailhouse Lock. Ooh, that's fun. Because it plays off the riff that R and L are the same letter in the Japanese phonetic language. And so it could be Jailhouse Rock or Jailhouse Lock. Oh. Yeah. Jail her lock. <laughs> so it's, the, it's the part six joke. That's part, it. Part four joke was LA Noir clue noise. True. Uh, true. And this is. This, this one is just dive her down. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous name. Um, okay, well, Poochie has won, but now the question is what does it do? Yeah, what is happening to him currently? So I think I said this last time. Whatever's going to happen has to do with, like, time. It has to have to do with time. There's a pattern. All the big bads have things to do with time. Except for Cars, Part 1, Dio. Yeah, but that was before stands. All the big bads stands. They're always, like, freeze time, uh, re- like, loop time, trap people in time, or now this one, which could be maybe another time loop, but in a different way. Or maybe it's, like, now we can freeze time, but it's a different time or something, but I don't know. It's like, it's something to do with time. I don't know what it is, but something has to happen. Okay. New Moon, New Priest makes me think it's like, he's gonna go maybe make an alternate timeline. And then like, like, so I, I do know that there's like, I can't remember what it's from, but there's things where people can see two versions of events happening and then they pick one to make like reality. Oh, sure. He gets know? like multiple choice powers. Exactly. So or it's like, choose your own adventure powers. Yeah. So it's like he can... He gets to keep his thumb on the page he was just on uh, as he turns to the new page. Yeah. And then be like, uh, actually, you know what? Rip out that page and be all like, oh, I like that one better. Um, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. Um... I don't know. I don't know what the baby's got to do with it either, because if it's Poochie's... The baby was born from the souls of 36 sinners. Yeah. I'm wondering if the sinners is an important part of it, or if it's just a cool religious-y thing, where they're like, that would be 36 sinners. It's like, do that have to be sinners? It's like, well, I mean... We're all sinners. Everyone sins, you know. It's just, it's a degree thing, you know. Not me, I'm Dio. <laughs> <laughs> also, D&G wasn't taken up by the plant, so I mean... Yeah, the count's off. Fatal flaw in the ritual. Yeah, maybe Dolce, maybe a B old D and G wasn't a sinner, despite uh, murdering. He that was many pure. People. Yeah. Um. Ah. Oh. So okay. So my initial thought is that Pucci will either use the baby to be like, and now all I have to do is make you do a thing. Maybe like squeezing it or something and being like, do it. Or he'll like become one with the baby. Yeah. Or something. A hint for you, Nick, is we are at episode twenty-three out of thirty-eight. So, oh, so well, the end game hasn't even begun. No, there's still time to go. Ah, oh, weird. Okay. So then maybe it's just a fake out of, oh, I've won. What if? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. 
Alright, what if, what if, Poochie gets the baby and then pulls a Yoshikage Kira, reverses time to a certain point, and then is like, what happened? Where's the baby? I thought I just had the baby. Why don't I now Poochie, you gotta come and see the baby. And then it, it, it rewinds back to when the baby was born, maybe? Maybe? Possibly? And so then Poochie's all like, wait, why am I back here? Where's the baby? The baby's got to be right around the So corner, you think right? we'll be seeing this next episode from his perspective as he figures out what's happening to him? Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's going to... Because, like, it feels like and at this that's point... that's the jail house lock. Yeah, maybe it's like I'm stuck in this time loop or this Groundhog Day. <gasps> oh, my God. What if it's Groundhog Day for Father Poochie? What if? God. Oh, my God. What if? Well, Nick, close, but you're way off. Damn it. Surprisingly okay. close, but also wild. Okay. Uh, we'll find out what that means next time on JoJo's World. But until then, to, to be, be continued. continued.